You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching the itch to celebrate. It has been two years since we started doing this podcast, and we are now at exactly 100 episodes. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that's literally, we only took four weeks off in the last two years. Something like that, yeah. Give or take. Now, technically, we've released like 100 and. 61 things or something files but, if you yeah <laughs> who's yeah. counting right casey the yeah. internet yeah well, <laughs> it, it, no, if, if you go to like apple podcast it shows you how many things oh. it, <laughs> that so we've done a hundred proper episodes plus all the shortcuts a couple of music video reactions uh yeah. the 12 pods of christmas yeah the 12 pods of christmas took up 12 of them right there right. that ate a lot of it <laughs> We're not going to do that again. That was way too much. (laughs) It was fun for the one time. It was. But our first episodes of this podcast, which if you remember, we recorded two or three of them like back to back and released them right at the same time, uh, dropped on May 9th, 2020. And this episode is dropping on May 10th, 2022. So almost to the day. Yep. It's pretty awesome. I will say uh, it is quite an accomplishment. I feel like it's it seems like it's been a very long two years because of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it's gone by really quickly. And in the sense that I don't think I would have imagined we would have met the people that we've met and had the experiences that we've had in the last two years. I just I just would never would have guessed it, to be honest. Right. And also getting into kind of what we're doing today on this episode is the response from you, the listener. We, be honest, we, we were kind of racking our brains to try to figure out how to make this special. And we were trying to get a lot of interviews lined up. And unfortunately, none of them have quite panned out, but we're, we're trying. So be on the lookout for those in the future. But uh, for now, this is really special. I think this is going to be a really fun take on episode 100. You nailed it, honestly. Uh, the main difference with this podcast in the two years that we've been doing it, and as opposed to the 16 years we did the radio show, and we're still doing it, obviously, but like, yeah, the main difference is the interaction that we get with the podcast is, is you know, our social media has blown up in the last two years. Uh, we've got a lot of feedback, and it's been great feedback for one, uh, but it's just nice to know that there are you know, when you're doing radio, you don't really have a way of getting that feedback immediately. Right. Uh, you can, you know, if you have a Facebook page or, or Twitter, you know, usually when those people get home, because most people listen to the radio when they're in the, the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's just a different type of beast. And it's, it's just, that's what I think what we're doing today does make it special to us because that's what the main difference with the podcast is from our radio show. There's a lot more user input. There's a lot more feedback because we truly try to incorporate our fans into our podcast more so than the radio show. Cause the radio show is just about playing music. That's right. Yes. Not only that, but uh, we've got listeners in the UK. We've got we worldwide. Which country was it that we were like consistently Mongolia and Mongolia, Mongolia. Yeah. From the Who, yeah, we did the one episode on the Who, and we we charted in Mongolia. We picked up some Mongolian fans. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> I didn't even realize this till I need to go back and look. It's been a long time since I checked out like the full list of countries that we charted in. But to anybody who has a podcast or is thinking of starting one, time and consistency, you'll see fun stuff happen, and it's cool to see yourself be like, "There's people in all different continents that are listening to this." Maybe not like thousands. But somebody out there, and that's really neat. And so, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking into that a little bit more. And I realized I don't pay nearly enough attention to this, I don't think, but we actually do chart in the US on Apple's uh, music commentary charts now and then. And yeah. So that's fun. It's yeah. very fun. So, yeah, a little itch by the numbers I was just looking up while you guys were talking there. Uh, as Casey's kind of alluded to, 153 quote episodes, 100 actual episodes, 153 recordings published, 16 interviews. That's pretty cool. I did not know we were at 16. I thought we were at 14. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we got more. Uh, a handful also of 
other guest podcasters joining us and us joining them. Uh, the Twitter account, which we didn't even have before we started the podcast, we got uh, 785 people following as of this. That's I can work with that. That's awesome. that's not a that's not I a mean, pay pay somebody for followers kind of situation, but I'll take that <laughs> organic growth. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, put it this way: we had the Facebook, I think, since 2009, maybe. Yeah. And we have only 400 followers or so. Yeah, it's like half of what we have here. <laughs> so kind of gives you an idea. Yeah. And that's also, also probably, gives you an idea how much Facebook sucks, too. Right. That's why, we're, <laughs> that's why we're of the social medias of those and Instagram. We're the most active on Twitter. If you want to interact with us, which we'll cycle back to this just in just a second here. That's the best place to do it. Um, a lot of people do. And it's really cool to see. So, yeah, we've had we've had mad fun on this thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that also that we could sort of sync everything up to where two years and a hundred episodes uh, happened to be the same week. I was very adamant about making that happen yeah. <laughs> and it worked and it yeah. worked. <laughs> it also comes with the, uh, a couple times that we've done episodes where we uh, split the interview up into two episodes. Yeah. Some people be talking a lot, so we just got to get two out of it. <laughs> Speaking of which, I hope we get some more of those in the future. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, maybe is it we ready to lead into the main event here? Yeah, we, let's do it. So, yeah, we wanted to pose some questions to you, the listener, and also to ourselves. So we took some of the ones that we do from the interviews that we've conducted with the artists. And so we went with an album or song that changed your life, a band that everyone should see live. An album that is all killer and no filler, an artist or band that more people should know about, and five words to describe our podcast. That last one we've never asked anybody in an interview. We just thought it would be fun to tag it on there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear what people think. Give me your honest feedback here. We have done a couple of times where we asked the artist to uh, describe their their new album in five words or less or something. But Yeah, that's where I got that idea. Yeah, so we wanted to kind of pose these questions upon ourselves and our listeners because it's it's not something that we ask anybody other than the artists that we have on our show, to be honest. Yeah. So get ready for like a pretty big flood of music that you should listen to or, you know, is recommended here because uh, we got a lot of answers from all over the spectrum of rock to, to the questions that were asked. And it's pretty great. <laughs> Yes. And some great feedback. So thank you very much for everybody that participated. We truly do appreciate your feedback. Otherwise, this would have been a very short episode. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't really call it a celebration or a party. In the Twitter post, I called it an episode 100 party. And so if it's just us three, I don't know if it's like really yeah, a party yeah. at that point. But if it's us and like 20 or 30 other people, then, you know. Yeah, we tried to make it a real party and, and bring back the oxymorons, but that didn't uh, pan out quite yet. No, we'll party <laughs> with them later, I guess. <laughs> All right, should we get right into it? Yes. We should. Uh, so I felt like we got some really great feedback. It's it's really awesome to see the different type of preferences from all of our listeners across the entire rock spectrum. Uh, so the first question that we asked was a song or an album that changed your life. One of the responses we got was from Christy. Bad Motorfinger by Soundgarden is it for me. I remember hearing Outshined on the radio, but they never said who it was. I actually had to sing it to the guy at Tower Records so I could buy it on cassette. <laughs> uh, and it's funny, too, because I remember as a radio DJ, like people calling in to sing songs to us. Like, what song is this? You're like, up, oh, I know what that is. But <laughs> now with Shazam, you don't have that too often. Yeah. <laughs> and then the unfortunate time where you sing it and you don't know what they're doing. <laughs> or saying the right lyrics. <laughs> yes, yes. Or playing a Guns N' Roses song with big old F-bombs right in front of your mother. Yes. Oh, we'll get, that, to, we'll get or... to Russ. We'll get yeah, to yeah. Russ later. There you go. <laughs> the, real quick, a fun story from the radio. So somebody did call in one time trying to get us to play Cemetery Gates by yes. uh, by Pantera. And instead of, you know, the opening line is Reverend, Reverend. And then he's like, yeah, can you play that one song? Revlon, Revlon. Like, uh, you mean Reverend? And he's like, yeah, that Revlon. song. It's, like, it's called Cemetery Gates. And sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to the story. But yeah, that's that's the main part that I thought was 
funny because like yeah he was way off revlon like revlon. No, he's not singing about makeup dude he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's singing about makeup <laughs> okay and of course he picked like the opening line and not just like yeah. the main part of the song <laughs> we gotta start taking requests again that's funny crap yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to give a quick shout out here because uh, one of our one of our friends, Shark Dead, who goes by Shockmane on Twitter, responded to Christy. He didn't answer the questions himself per se, but he did respond to hers. And since he's been such an interactive pal, uh, I thought we should, you know, note his response and get his name dropped in here as well. So, in response to her message about uh, Soundgarden, he said, "I had a similar experience with Welcome to the Jungle." I heard it one day while out and about and was like, WTF was that? I need to purchase this stat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One of our favorite listeners, Pat, he chimed in with Korn, Follow the Leader. was the first metal album and really led him into heavy music that he likes today. Very formative album to get into middle school. (laughs) Right on. Wow, makes me feel old. <laughs> a big shout out to Pat, just because Pat's been listening since like the beginning and yes. gets feedback and stuff, and we really appreciate him. Yeah, he's a great dude. My man likes our posts. He listens to all the episodes. He tells us what he thinks about stuff. He's the ideal podcast listener. He tells us honestly, too. He's very honest. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the ideal podcast listener. Always right going to get a good, honest response from him. No beating <laughs> around the bush. He always gives us a little dig for not liking the real heavy stuff, too. <laughs> Yeah. We're a hard rock show. We're not a metal show, per se. Our buddy Brian, uh, he's also on episode 58 and episode 94. He said the Cars self-titled was an album that changed his life. And Brian is the co-host of Playlist Wars. And if you go to their site, he has spoken about his love of the Cars and that album on multiple other podcasts as a guest. So the man loves him some Cars. And then we have... Lauren from the Beard Owl podcast. Madman Across the Water by Elton John says, I remember being mesmerized by the album artwork and then further sucked in by the music. Tiny Dancer is my favorite song, but the whole dang thing is just magical. It's what turned me on to piano driven music. Awesome stuff there. Chris at my rock and roll heaven said survivors. Eye of the tiger. My gateway into the wonderful world of rock music. I was all of 10 years old when my older cousins introduced me to this iconic track. I remember sitting and waiting anxiously for it to come on the radio so I could try to tape it and then begging my mom to buy me the 45. And when she finally did, I played it nonstop. Still love it today. You can't go wrong with Survivor or 45s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A couple real quick ones right here. So we've got Chris at Co-Mountaineer. Van Halen's 1984. He said, My Rock Music Awakening. I have an album like that as well. Ursula, Fentrol, Not Fod, the album. I can be <laughs> quite honest. I'm not sure what that is. And it's probably not in English. We appreciate Ursula, but what you're going to hear as we go through her answers is that most of it is like Nordic folk metal or something. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we we don't know how to pronounce half. I of might it. have to look into this then. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> no doubt it'll be fun. Sounds great. <laughs> and then also Anthony at Monkey Noodles, Iron Maiden's Power Slave album. Yes. Shout out to Anthony, who is also one of the best podcast supporters that you could you could find. That man spends a lot of time and energy supporting the the independent podcasters. And we appreciate it. Yes, but meaning to ask him why his name is Monkey Noodles. We'll answer that on a different episode. (laughs) Tune in later. Tune in for the answer to this pressing question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have Russ from Infectious Groove. Russ was on episode 69 or 1991. What we call it? 44 44 days in 1991. Yeah, 1991. When a bunch (laughs) of the biggest albums of the 90s came out and all in a span of like six weeks. (laughs) He says, first of all, congrats on hitting the big 100. And also, thank you for being so welcoming of Infectious Groove into the podcasting family. Let's get down to business. Song that changed his life was Elvis, as recorded at Madison Square Garden. This is where my entire love of music comes from. 
sometime we might have to get into that with him. That sounds like a good story. Mm -hmm. All right. One that I was I was happy to hear from was a band called The Age of Truth. Uh, They're a band that is very popular among our friends at the Groove Council. And and there's a lot of interaction between them. They chimed in with an answer to this. um, And all they did was post the album cover to Caius's Blues for the Red Sun. (laughs) They did not specify at all what it was answering. (laughs) Yes. And whenever I asked them, um, they implied that it was answering all of the questions. <laughs> so, Caius <laughs> Blues from the Red Sun is all the things. Blues from the Red Sun is five words. I don't know how it describes our podcast, but I'll take it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Rob in the Hood at the Recidivists. Here are my responses at the moment, subject to change by whim at a moment's notice. <laughs> ACDC's Back in Black. So the first time I heard this song, my world turned over that riff, that tone, that raw power, that album transformed me. <laughs> awesome. And our friend Kaz from East London Radio, you can hear her on episode 92, says Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Great album. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a transformative album for all of us, probably. Yes. Agreed. Definitely a big one. The next two are the same album, so this is pretty cool. Uh, X Radio X uh, at X Radio X One is another radio slash podcast kind of thing. Uh, those guys have been our pals on Twitter for a while, and mm-hmm. they said REM's Out of Time, which was the same answer that was given by the Pop Culture Yearbook podcast at Pop Yearbook. So quality stuff right there. I'm going to have to check out Out of Time. It's been a minute. I mean, I've listened to REM before, but not frequently um they're just kind of one of those bands that lives in the lore of like being legendary but i don't yeah. know their discography very clearly but now i'm gonna have to <laughs> nice john from the well-disguised podcast you can hear him in episode 53 his response was clutch and blast tyrant definitely like different that's what i'm saying like different preferences across the whole rock spectrum that's true and some might not even be considered rock. I don't know. REM's like right on that borderline. They are. Yeah. And our buddy Tony from the Patio Slave podcast um, affirmed uh, John's choice there. But he also went with Counting Crows, August, and Everything After. <laughs> we also heard from Anthony from the Patio Slave podcast. Says we're getting two Patio Slave replies for the price of one. And he went with Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. That's a great album. Yes. I want to give a shout out to Patio Slave for, first of all, not only being awesome, but uh, Counting Crows into Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> That's some diversity of taste within rock. And I appreciate that. They're, they've, they've got a nice spectrum of content that they cover. Yeah. Shout out to Patio Slave. If you want more musical content and a definite diverse one at that, give their podcast to listen yep (laughs) and then finally for this category dsc esquire our friend on twitter said allison chains jar of flies no contest (laughs) no contest (laughs) you got to end with a no contest (laughs) i mean in his opinion obviously there's no contest that's true can't argue with his opinion all right so before we go into the next one we're gonna have to answer this ourselves guys (laughs) yeah i agree a song or album that changed your life? Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Because uh, mine's probably going to be a shocker to most people, to be honest. Okay. For, for, in, for No joke, mine is Metallica's Load. Uh, and the reason for that is because it's... the other. Well, there's two albums that kind of changed my life. That one changed my life a little bit more so because it steered me more in the rock direction. The first one would be Collective Soul self-titled, but... Uh, that was like the first rock album I ever owned. Load was the second one, and it 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 really wanted me to go see them live, and that's kind of where I fell in love with rock music. Was once I got Load, I I just listened to it, listened to it, saw them live, and I was in love. It was it was you know now here we are twenty five years later. <laughs> yeah, mine's kind of similar. Uh, if I'm going album, I went with the Who, and that would be the British band, not the Mongolian one. Uh, who's next and that album i listened to that a lot right before i saw them in concert that was the first concert i ever went to 
And that album had, you know, Bob O'Reilly. It had uh, Won't Get Fooled Again, Behind Blue Eyes, Bargain. So that was a, a pivotal one for me. Man, there's a lot to choose from here. I think for the purpose of of this particular show, I'm going to go with Primus, actually. Okay. And Tales from the Punchbowl. I I don't, for the life of me, know how I... I know how I got the album. I bought it on CD at a flea market on like a family camping trip when I was probably like 14 or something. And I don't know what led that to happen. I do. I, I can't to to this day recall like why or, or where I'd heard them that made me think, oh, this is something I should get. But that was definitely a very early introduction to the weirder side of rock and funk and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that definitely opened up some doors into into where my taste might go in in the future. So, uh, yeah, it was and it was just so very different from what of most of what I grew up on and had been surrounded by that. It just for some reason, it fascinated me. So it was a, a worthwhile purchase. Yes. And I'm going to go ahead and say um, a song that probably could be collectively for us uh, would be Nobody by Skin Dread. Yeah. Yep. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Yep, nobody." That'd be it. Yep. <laughs> like a song, I'm like, yeah, that'd be nobody. Him. That's. Yeah. I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> a song that changed the itch as a yeah. as a unit for sure. Yes. All right. Second category here. Somebody want to lead this bad boy off? I think Casey had some thoughts on this one actually. <laughs> <laughs> a band that everybody should see live. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of responses that have this one particular band. And uh, it's, it's kind of a too soon moment. <laughs> a lot of them said the Foo Fighters, which uh, that's to be determined at this point. <laughs> Namely, Brian, who we just talked about the Foo Fighters with. Yes. He, he was he was the man who, who led that off. And so we hope there's a chance to see an incarnation of that band in the future. But we definitely don't hope that that door is closed. But also, I mean, yes, they yeah. have all the reputation in the world. That'd be like saying you should see Lincoln Park live or something. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You should. You should look up videos and stuff to see them live because both Foo Fighters and like Lincoln Park were amazing. But I don't know if they will ever get to that again or to be at that point. I almost worded this question as the best band you've seen live. Yeah. which may have been more appropriate for some of these, but I was trying, I was trying to put it in a more future tense. Like we yes. want to encourage people to listen to stuff and to see stuff. Yeah. So there are some answers of bands that are no longer going to be performing live, or at least they might not for a while. And that's fine. Um, but it's still, a, as Dan mentioned, you know, you can still watch footage of them somewhere. I'm sure that there are DVDs and YouTube's performances and stuff that are well worth your time. Yeah. But so Brian led us up with the Foo Fighters. Dan's given the, the camera a, a stink face at the moment. He's confused about something. For the, yeah, the, the not this next one, but the one after that. It was just confusing. Go ahead. All right, I'll do the next one because this was a fun one. Uh, <laughs> our friend Lauren from the Beard Out podcast, who has not yet been on our show, but will be soon, said, would I be too on the nose saying the Weird Al band? To which she says, because that's the answer. They're the tightest group of musicians you'll ever see. To which I told her, yeah, that was too on the nose but will allow it as long as she could name them all, which of course, being that she's the host of the beard out podcast, she could (laughs) (laughs) naturally. I didn't ever doubt that she could, but I wanted to hear their names because I can't name them all. And that's a little embarrassing since I've been a weird Al fan for like 30 years, but (laughs) yeah, John Bermuda Schwartz, Steve J Jim West and Ruben Valtiera. It's not on like Wikipedia. Oh, it is for sure. Oh, it is. He's had the same band forever. Yeah, but okay. I was trying to do it without looking it up. He, yeah, she oh, had right. them memorized, and so kudos to Lauren. Obviously, the band being led by one weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> and she's not wrong. <laughs> and so the next response I want to read is from Chris at My Rock and Roll Heaven. And while I have nothing against what he says, I just think it's kind of funny because uh, so I'll, I'll read the response and then just say what I think is kind of funny. So. He says, so many other choices here, but I'm going to go with the band that I saw recently, Dirty Honey. Anyone who thinks, quote, rock is dead needs to go to see Dirty Honey show. Amazing <laughs> young band that reminds me of a bit of Aerosmith. Mark LaBelle is an excellent front man. 
in the most classic sense, and I was blown away by guitarist John Notto. And I laugh because I'm pretty sure it's Mark LaBelle that said, Rock is dead, isn't it? <laughs> he was definitely uh, yeah, the I one who, was. who yeah. was saying they were, they, that they were finding it rare to encounter like a rock and roll know, like real rock and roll bands yeah I, so i just i just thought that was kind of funny that like you know he mentioned that in the in the comment of the person i'm you know it's kind of <laughs> yeah. said that recently anyway <laughs> but yep no i'm yep. sure that dirty honey is probably a great band i i want to go see them live there's no doubt about it um and i'm, I'm looking forward to the chance when i get it yeah yes and then we have one from pat pat says lamb of god uh, absolutely amazing stage presence and so technically precise a must see even if it's not your particular genre <laughs> i have to agree with that like the only i, I saw lamb of god for free uh at one of uh, the free Ozfest, and it was the coolest sight because they had the largest circle pit i'd ever seen at the amphitheater um the, so in the in the lawn there's two pathways that go through the middle of the lawn okay, not through the middle of the lawn but it's like it cuts the lawn into three sections yeah yeah. And during the concert, the lead singer of, of Lamb of God basically told the crowd, I want to see the largest circle pit in, in the uh, the lawn. And it was from one sidewalk to the other. People were just like sprinting laps. Like it was, it was crazy. <laughs> it's the craziest sight I've ever seen. Like all these people in dead black, like their big ass jeans and shit and <laughs> chains. And they're running around in circles. Like it was crazy. I don't think they had that much exercise in forever. But uh, <laughs> it was it was just fun. And like everybody was having a good time. Like that was the I like circle pits like that because there's no crashing into each other. Like there's not people out trying to kill you or take heads off. Like yeah. everybody can participate in those types of pits. And that's what it was like. It was the entire middle of the lawn just running. It's like, all right, cool. We're part of this now. We're, we're apart. Let's just do it. Go, <laughs> just go. We, we've been sucked in. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and then, and then we've heard several stories from what happened on Shiprock. Like everybody that was there, got to experience that just said that it was amazing. Cause they continued playing through the rain. Uh, and it, yeah, everybody said it was just a great set. So I, I don't doubt that, Pat. Yeah, I look forward to seeing them again if I ever get to choose to get to for free. I'm not <laughs> going out of my way. <laughs> if I get to choose to, maybe if they're on yeah. Shiprocked again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pat had to slide that Lamb of God reference into episode he 100. <laughs> he's, he's been trying to get us to talk about them since we started the show and that right there was probably the most they've been talked about so mission accomplished for pat <laughs> i've said the circle pit story a couple of times you have yeah. it's all good moving on our pal chris corridetti uh he mentioned the cold stairs which is another band that gets a lot of talk in the group council uh, he says their live appearance uh, needed to appreciate the low end they deliver i'm all about hearing some good low end so that is a nice uh incentive for me to go see that band Ursula says Firewind. <laughs> hey, we pronounced that one. That's all right. Firewind. Yeah, we got one. Haven't yeah. heard them, but we got <laughs> it. Definitely pronounced that one. Sounds dangerous, though. It does. <laughs> two of the two of the five elements. <laughs> uh, we better move on, or I'm gonna start talking about Avatar. <laughs> all right, Russ from Infectious Groove says. Not a band, but an artist, Garth Brooks. Even if you hate country music, it's a great concert. That's another one I believe, and I do hate country music. <laughs> yeah, and I have heard from multiple people uh, that have been to a Garth Brooks concert that say he's amazing live. So I I believe it. If somebody told me I had to go see a country music artist in concert, it would. That's probably who I would choose. Exactly, living country music artist. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rob in the hood. At the recidivists, he said, for bands that are still active, everyone should see Sasquatch live, which is ironic because notoriously Sasquatches are difficult to see live. (laughs) (laughs) He made that dad joke. Oh, my goodness. You're welcome. That is a very relevant thing to say, and you'll see why in a little bit. Anyway, he says the, the power on power trio. For a backup plan, the rock and tours were incredible too, like being whisked back in time to a real rock and roll show. They use actual instrument cores. I would like to see the rock and tours. They were fun stuff. Yes. Kaz at ELR Rocks says Sleep Token. We've talked about them a couple times on 
episodes with artists. I listened to that album the other day, and I'm starting to get them, I think, a little bit. Yeah. I'm starting to. It's, it's taking a minute. X Radio X also says The Killers. John from Well Disguise says Motorhead. Uh, too late if you missed it. Darn it, John. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one there, Pop Culture Yearbook podcast says the Foo Fighters again. <laughs> we had a DSC Esquire say Tool. And then a couple of our friends from the Patio Slave podcast, Tony said you too. And Anthony said have heart. Yes. Have heart is a, like a hardcore punk band uh, from the Northeast where Patio Slave resides. Yes. That makes sense. More diversity. They went from some hardcore punk with have heart to you too. Those guys, <laughs> you guys are all over. All right. So uh, KC, what's a band everyone should see live? It's funny that we, that we mentioned have heart. I'm going to go ahead and I've said this before. If you have a chance before they stop touring, you should go see heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a damn good one, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause they're, they're phenomenal artists uh, and she's one of the greatest singers of all time. Uh, we had the chance to see them when I had a chance to see them. She sang like a couple Led Zeppelin songs and yeah. probably better than Robert Plant ever sounded. Oh, yes. Wow. So if you have a chance, go see them. If if you want a slightly more current band, uh, I'm going to give a little bonus one. I think everyone should see Godsmack live. Oh, I like that. Didn't see that coming either. And right? actually, so that also might be a thing, too, because Godsmack said that they're getting ready to put out their last album. Oh, well. So I don't know <laughs> if that means that they're going to be done or yeah. that's just they're going to be done making music i don't know but that's that's literally what they said really recently is that their their new album they're getting ready to come out is going to be their last one hmm. well that well dang so, i hope that's not the case <laughs> yeah I, I was shocked when i read that but i mean it, it, you know it's been 25 years or so that I, I get it if they want to take a long break and yeah earned it at this point you're right right so, opportunities might be dwindling yeah. aaron <laughs> what's the band everyone should see live since bands that you can't necessarily see live anymore, apparently fair game for this question. I'm going to go with one that I've seen probably three or four times. One of my favorite live shows of all time. I don't know that, that they are doing live performances currently because the band has pretty much been reduced to one guy. Um, and that is mute math in the mid two thousands mute math put out their debut album. And even a couple after that, they were, so amazing live uh they had crazy energy they the guy would play his piano while like standing on it yes uh, they invented yep, yep. musical instruments their drummer i think i've said this before darren king was one of my favorite drummers he would duct tape headphones to his head at the beginning of the set and then play so hard that they still fell off and when i say duct tape i mean he would use most of the roll <laughs> it would wrap around his head like 40 times and then fall right off <laughs> Wow, <laughs> they were nuts and i long for the days when they were more than just palmini and so if they ever play live shows again i want to encourage people to see mute math yeah they were great yeah you're not wrong we saw them at a point fest one year yeah they were, they i forgot awesome. you guys saw them that's great yeah. i'm glad to have some backup on that i thought i was the only one that had seen them yeah no, i'm pretty sure you were with them. us at that one yeah probably yeah oh yeah okay i think i was at that actually so for me, I, I have two answers to this, and there's a reason for this, because the first one I would answer is Skin Dread. Mm. But the the issue with that is that if you live in America, you're probably not going to be able to see them live. So it's just like... <laughs> Unless you go to the yeah. UK. Yeah. You go to the UK, or which we anywhere might. in the Europe when they're, tra when they're touring around there. But they're yeah. probably not coming here. So if uh, you're in the States, then a band that you should see live, nothing more. Absolutely. Like oh. they are fucking amazing. I love their live show. They're so great. Um, and they're just it's he plays like this the weirdest fucking instrument I've ever seen. Like it's a stand drum thing. thing. Yeah. I, I don't it's in a couple of his music videos, but like they, it, it's just they're he sounds great live. They're they're an awesome band and they have a lot of energy. So their their music translates very well live. And then that fucking drum stand thing that yeah. he does is just it's out of this world. I've never seen anything like it. And it shoots smoke and all sorts yeah, of weird crazy. things. It's, it's, it's nuts. 
It's it was it was awesome. <laughs> I can the best thing I've ever seen. Like I've already I already loved that band prior to seeing them live. I had no idea what I was in for. I saw them live. I was like, oh my god, this is my favorite fucking band right now. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to see them in about a month here. Yes, that's right. Stay tuned. We'll be more ranting and raving about that. Nothing more in June. <laughs> On tour with Asking Alexandra, Treyu, and Eva Under Fire, and the itch is all over this. Yeah, so excited. That's going to be a great concert. So excited. Yeah. Expect at least one episode about that. Maybe more <laughs> yeah. if we can book an interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Question number three, an album that is all killer and no filler. So we're going to start off. Brian gave one that I don't think anybody can argue with, and that is Rage Against the Machine's self-titled album. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren at the Beard Owl podcast, she says 5150 by Van Halen. It had to be, though. They needed enough killer to support a tour with Sammy without having to dip too deep into the Dave stuff. And by golly, they did it. <laughs> I want to know how wholesome sense. Lauren is. She used the word dang in the, in the other answer, and she used the word by golly in this one. It's just it's very wholesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And Pat chimed in with Disclaimer by Seether. Says he used to blast this start to finish, working overnights at a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Working overnights at a restaurant. Hmm, which one, Pat? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, we met each other working at Steak and Shake overnight. That's why. That's why I was was so funny. (laughs) Maybe that's the one. Who knows? It might be. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) <laughs> all right chris at my rock and roll heaven said hands down def leopards hysteria my favorite album of all time and a true example of all killer no filler still one of the few records i'll put on and listen to from start to finish in track order brian adams reckless is not far behind in second nice chris cordetti chimed in with feral roots by rival Ooh. sons that's a, yeah, that's a, a solid album. choice yeah it's a very yeah. very itch approved answer right there yeah <laughs> ursula says tire <laughs> how far to asgard tyr I told you it was some told you it was some pantheon crap going on up in here how told, far to totally nordic yeah nordic yeah god messing going with the to asgard. And let's stuff. go in. <laughs> and the, with the little uh unlauts and other punctuation that we that we don't know 100 yeah. percent what they are right <laughs> yep <laughs> Anthony Monkey Noodles chimed in with Dream Theater's Octavarium. Sounds right to me. <laughs> Russ from Infectious Groove says Prince and the Revolution, the music from the motion picture Purple Rain. Well, that's that's fair, too. Yeah. <laughs> Rob in the hood at the recidivist, he says Troubles, Manic Frustration. From start to finish, it defines what a heavy album should be. I dare anyone to listen to Memory's Garden without head bobbing when that pre-chorus chorus hits. I do love head bobbing when a pre-chorus slash chorus hits, so I will be listening to that track after this recording. <laughs> Kaz says, architects for those that wish to exist. Of course. <laughs> Kaz, Kaz has been ranting and raving about architects all year. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> for like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with this next one. X Radio X says Pearl Jam's 10 album. And I have to I mean, that's not my album, but I definitely would have to agree that that is all killer. Like that is a fantastic album. 100% agree on that one. Yes. John from Well Disguise says America's volume dealer by corrosion of conformity. He got heavy on that one. John is a very well-dressed man that listens to very heavy music. He is. (laughs) Pop Culture Yearbook said Green Day's American Idiot. DSC Esquire says Breaking Benjamin's Phobia. And then we have two from Patio Slave. Tony, most Queens of the Stone Age records. He chimes in with Songs for the Deaf and Like Clockwork and also R. Also R. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he's then, not wrong. Right. And then Anthony says, terror, pain into power just dropped last week. So that's another hardcore group. I don't know much about them, but now I'm interested again. And in another instance of the patio slave guys, <laughs> diverse taste, really diverse taste. <laughs> 
man, I had an answer to this question before we started recording, and now I forgot what I was gonna what one it was. So I'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board and figure something out. <laughs> one that's uh, all killer, no filler for me is Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. Mm, that's a good one. I listened to that over and over and over and over when it came out in '99 while playing PlayStation games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's solid. If I don't have to get up and change the track while I'm playing a video game, it's, it's, that's what's up. It's, it's golden. I just played it over and over and over and over for hours. That made me think of Audio Slaves self-titled for that reason. Like that, mm-hmm. but that, that was not my response, but that's I, right along those same lines. Yeah. My response, all killer, no filler, would be a perfect circles, 13th step. Like that's a good there one too. Something about that album that like I just could not get enough of it. Every single track was amazing. Um, there was definitely no skipping. And like even the songs that you didn't think that you would love, like The Nurse Who Loved Me, I still ended up falling in love with every single song on that album. Now oh, the nurse who loved me still yes. into the nurse who loved me still. If if I got nothing else, if Perfect Circle made nothing else but those two tracks back to back, it would still be the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm going to go with uh, a new album, but just if I'm just thinking about something that I have listened to start to finish a lot over the past couple of years, it was the Teenage Wrist album from last year. Earth is a Black Hole. I was ranting and raving about it since it came out. It didn't disappoint, and it's a short and sweet album, but there is not a track on there that I skip anytime I listen to it. So that's the definition. All right. So question number four, an artist more people should know. And our buddy Brian at Playlist Wars says hot water music. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I should know more about them because I don't know who they are at all. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren at the Beard Owl podcast says an artist more people should know. I'm going to go ahead and say Weird Al again. <laughs> <laughs> more people should know him. Yeah, she said people know him, but more people should know know him. Yes. <laughs> oh man. If you don't know Weird Al yet, we really want to point you in that direction of listening to her. She'll introduce you uh to all to everything of you could possibly want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some beer. <laughs> also that, yeah. <laughs> Chris at my rock and roll heaven says this is an artist that's well known here in Canada, but for US music fans, she's fairly unknown thanks to some unfortunate record label politics in the 80s. And that is one Lee Aaron, uh, one of my all-time favorite singers and a truly beautiful person. She's been making killer hard rock since the early 80s, and her new music is fantastic. She's got one of the best bands in the business and puts on a great show. Her latest album, Radio On, is a killer mix of classic rock, blues-based rock, with 70s and 80s influences. That's a Chris does a good sell job of stuff here. I, he does. I feel like he, I now he, know he, plenty yeah. about this artist. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. And, and I'm not familiar with Lee Aaron, so. No, not at all. Now we can be. Chris uh, at Co Mountaineer says Mojo Thunder, a four piece band from Kentucky, high energy rock with the Southern Harmony, and their album Hymns from the Electric Church was my favorite album of 2021. <laughs> that is one we must miss, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Pat chimes in with Blue October, says they're very deep and emotional. Justin's voice is so powerful. Songs can build you up or tear you down. The shit just hits. <laughs> yeah, Justin's a very uh, emotional writer. He he's a very honest writer. Yeah, I'll give him that one. I know that band is largely known for "Hate Me," which was so long ago now. But yeah. we talked like last year, or maybe it was twenty twenty, about their their more recent stuff. And like, there's there's really good music on there that I don't think most people are you know privy to hearing. So yeah, yeah, I can yeah. I can second blue October. All right, I got a I got a double dose here. I haven't got to do an Ursula yet. So Ursula and her Twitter handle, by the way, Urs loves the Mets. So there's there's that for her. <laughs> she suggested a band more people need to know is uh, I'm going to call him Dragoni, but it might be Dragony, uh, as in I one is yeah. quite quite like a dragon, pretty, pretty Dragony. <laughs> I think Dragon? it's Dragoni. Dragoni. Dragoni sounds like a pasta. <laughs> i am definitely going to agree with anthony at monkey noodles with dorothy oh, more show. people should know her yes. and the band obviously i'm gonna slide in here and, and, and agree with russ from infectious groove who said the lone bellow 
He said, is there Americana country at its absolute best? And having heard the lone bellow, I'm going to agree. That is, they're not itch like music, but they are quality music. Yes. And Robin the hood says King's X tremendous body of work and three guys who have perfect synergy. Ty Tabor has the most unbelievable tone. So I like when they use words like that. I know three <laughs> other guys who grab great synergy, not perfect, but great synergy. <laughs> Kaz chimes in with black lakes again. Of course. <laughs> if you listen to our episode with Kaz, she spends like a third of it talking about black lakes. <laughs> and so, yeah. Clearly a big fan. And we are too. X radio X says walk off the earth, man. I was surprised to hear that one walk off the earth. Um, I don't know if you guys remember anything like this. They were a band that, that got a little bit of notoriety on YouTube like a decade ago. Cause they were, they did like creative music, not necessarily even music videos, but creative videos on YouTube. Like there's a song where all five of them are playing the same guitar at the same time. And it's just like, they would try weird stuff and it was fun. And so uh, I'd forgotten about them. I'm really glad X Radio X brought them up. John at Well Disguised chimed in with Mississippi Bones. Cool band name. Haven't heard them yet. Our next submission is from Pop Culture, which is Blood Red Shoes. It's another one I second. Blood Red Shoes has been uh, overlooked for a while. They're a pretty good band. DSC chimed in with one that we've discussed with a couple of artists on Shiprocked, Steel Panther. They looked like they just would be a lot of fun yeah. to see. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guys from Patio Slave finished us off. I'm going to go in reverse order. Uh, Anthony mentioned Toby McAllister, and Tony said our boys in Troll, who, if yeah. you don't know, Patio Slave is, is, is pals with the guys from Troll, and Troll is a pretty cool band that uh, has shouted us out on an episode. And now we've shouted them out a couple times, too. <laughs> well, and I just want to respond real quick with uh, the Itch's collective answer from this. An artist more people should know would definitely be Skinned Red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I granted, they're probably huge in Europe. I, I don't know for sure, but they're definitely not that known over here in the States um, and probably won't be. So but they should be. Even when yeah. we interviewed Aria, the drummer of Skin Dread, he mentioned when we talked about how big of fans were, he was like, I'm surprised you remember us. <laughs> right. Because because they've spent the last decade or so like in the UK exclusively. And their right. music is, is available here, but they just don't get that much traction in the States. So and they certainly aren't coming around very often. So <laughs> So right. you definitely should know them more if you have no idea who they are. They're amazing. <laughs> Somebody more people should know about that we've talked about a number of times, and I'm just going to drop this one right in here, and you can see them touring the States a lot, is the Dead Deads. Oh, yeah. I know it feels like we mention them every few episodes, but I feel like it's warranted. Yeah, I agree. And based on their live performance, I definitely agree with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Killer album, killer performance, and, and I'm not going to say killer people because that sounds a different connotation, but great people. I don't think right. they kill people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of that one uh, with the artists more people should know about. Even though we we've talked to her multiple times on the podcast and talk about her frequently, and are excited to see her in a month, I'm gonna say Eva Under Fire, uh, which they're pretty soon we're not gonna be able to say that because I think a lot of people are gonna know about them. But that's what <laughs> yeah. we're hoping. Well, you know, I, one thing I will say is I, I think. Every artist that we have interviewed is somebody that we truly feel as a, as a podcast that more people should know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so, you know, it's funny because like I, when I first thought of this, like somebody that came to mind was uh, a, a band. It's not even really a band anymore, but I still felt like people should know them when I when they were a band. I was such a huge fan and that would have been Wilson. Oh, yeah. Good okay. one. Like okay. I. Yeah, there was just there. There were kind of a grungy band their first album, but when their second album came out, it was just so much fun. I absolutely loved it, and I never really got a chance to to be a part, like to see them live or to be a part of their their fun and shenanigans. Um, so yeah, I think that if more people knew who they were, maybe they'd still be a band. Right, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And it's so hope. funny because their their second album was such a left turn from their yes. first album. Yeah, it was. One of the things that me and Casey do a lot is after the radio show, we will kind of listen to an album that we're anticipating together. And so we've like nothing more was kind of that. I think we listened to nothing more together. It was, it was kind of blew our minds, but yeah. yeah, it was, I remember listening to that Wilson album together on the way home after the radio show. And just like that first song dump truck. We're like, what yeah, the fuck this is amazing. It, it's, it's amazing. But then also we can't play this song. No. <laughs> that, yeah. That was definitely our first thought is like, well, we can't play this, but it's pretty fucking awesome. And for those that want to know the the main lyrics in the whole song is this shit dumps, this shit dumps, this shit dumps like a dump truck. (laughs) (laughs) Now, since then, shit isn't as uh, offensive on the radio, but we still don't play. I wouldn't play that one because it's like three times, like right off the bat in the chorus and just keeps repeating itself throughout the song. And I'm pretty sure there's multiple F-bombs, too. There is. But yes. So. Yeah, but we but still yeah. dig it. Moving on. <laughs> good one. Good one. The last part, I think this is more so something that we just wanted to feel good about ourselves, right? More or less. It was just a little experiment. I was like, let's just see what happens if we put this on here and see what people say. And I loved the answers we got. They're great. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they do make us make me feel good. They do. <laughs> I mean, not going to lie. It worked. Yes. I was just one person would have said that we sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's not five balance. words that's the problem is that you couldn't think of how to say that in five words right these guys suck a lot <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I mean yeah. my ego is going to get big well, there's I your five there. words there's right my there. five <laughs> <laughs> I had another one but now I think I'm meant to go with that but anyway it's not my turn yet it's not my turn you guys should try harder <laughs> <laughs> The category so, is, is five words to describe this podcast, and we have, we have just given some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> just ripping on ourselves, apparently. <laughs> Turn this crap off now. Get out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave these dudes mics? <laughs> We're never going to get to the real answers. I'm having too much fun roasting given, our given roasted, roasted five, which to, we're roasting ourselves. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I, I appreciate our, our listeners at not doing that at all. in any of these it's not at all. It's so nice. That's what we got to do it ourselves. Next time we'll do it. We'll do a roast. Yeah, at episode two hundred, thinking we just, yeah. we just you know, they were really nice. They're just they're thinking right off the bat, like oh, this, we just said it for them, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> episode two hundred, the itch gets roasted. Oh, I'm already God, putting in the books. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's gonna that's gonna be added to the shortcut. This whole this oh, no. whole exchange. This is staying in the episode. No, this is staying in the whole thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This is too good. This All is too right. good. Well, getting getting to the real descriptive uh, five words for our podcast. Our buddy Brian says everything I love about music. We appreciate. It. And in all caps, our friend Lauren from Beard Al says, "My good time music buddies." I'm glad you yelled that at us. Yes. I mean, she, she yelled it at us. I had oh, to I be true. Yeah, I had I to be true to do her. that. I'm in a closet. and my sleeping kid next to me. You know, I took that one because <laughs> I thought you might have a problem with it. I was like, exactly. let me just, I'm about to bite the bullet on this one and let Dan handle the next one. <laughs> Chris at my rock and roll heaven says informative, diverse, witty, fun, and intelligent. I'm going to take awesome. out the and so that it actually is five words. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, the next one's great, but it technically isn't five words either. We're going to let it slide, though. Uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to do uh, one from Pat. He says, informative and very fucking entertaining. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 
Spoiler, Pat's the only one that included the F word in his description of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we like it, though. But Chris Corradetti did give a good one that, that I told you we were going to come back to what I said earlier. And his was fun music discussion with dad jokes. <laughs> Accurate. Six words, but we'll allow it because it is true. Yeah. <laughs> Ursula says, awesome, if you ask me. <laughs> That's a clever way of really only using one word. We are asking you, so. We did ask her. It's accurate. That's yeah. true, too. Glad we did that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ursula. Anthony Monkey Noodles says, favorite outlet for new music. He also says, cheers and congratulations on episode 100. Thank, Thank you, Anthony. That. Yes. I love that he included the new music thing, that we are actually introducing people to stuff. Yeah. That's great. I agree. That's the goal. We tried. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Russ from the Infectious Crew says, energetic, fun, inviting, informative, passionate. Russ has on multiple occasions used the word inviting to describe us. And I really appreciate that. And I think it's slightly ironic because Russ and Infectious Groove have been around longer than we have. And we're actually quite welcoming to us as we started this show. So I feel that I feel that he's giving credit for something that he deserves credit for himself. Agreed. Robin the Hood at the Recidivist says three guys scratching one itch, which <laughs> that one sounds wrong. I mean, I'm I know how he means it, but it, yeah. does, it does sound it does sound wrong. That time th- that use of the itch does sound a little bit wrong. I want to yeah. go on record as saying that that has never happened in any context other than talking about music <laughs> on a radio show. <laughs> Don't really make any mistakes. We have never physically scratched one itch. Right, yes. right. <laughs> yes. Metaphorically. Yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kaz at East London Radio says informative, funny, interesting, honest, excellent. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> My ego is getting big. (laughs) (laughs) X Radio X says music, coolness, music, music, music. (laughs) I don't know, guys. I don't know if that really. (laughs) That's that's two words. I mean, he's technically not wrong. But yeah. <laughs> he's two words. You can't just space out the paper to fill up, to make it two or three pages on your essay. <laughs> X Radio X. <laughs> I just repeat myself a few times. <laughs> make the Dang, same point Sounds like Aaron's over. giving you a C. Yeah. Give you a C. Yeah, it's <laughs> right in his paper. <laughs> John at Well Disguised probably gave one of my favorite ones. He yeah. says... More successful than mine. Dang it. (laughs) I don't even know that that's accurate, but I think it's great that he said it. John, Well Disguised is a quality music podcast as well that I recommend people check out. John does a great job. Yep. Yeah. Pop culture says music and fun for everyone. Okay. DSC Esquire said the Seattle Explosion podcast was 100 And I didn't know what he was talking about whenever he said that. (laughs) And I was like, we did an episode on Seattle. I don't remember this. And he, and so he clarified that he was talking about the 44 days in 1991, which is episode 69 with Russ. Um, And he says, that was the music that defined my college experience enough that I took a trip to Seattle in October, 2016, loosely quoting Francis Farmer. I missed the comfort in being sad. So thank you, DSC. We appreciate your clarification on the fact that we've now with 100 episodes under our belt, I've forgotten a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good sign, I think. Yes. Sort of. I used to be able to remember every single one and what the number was and what we talked about. And nope, not no more. Yeah. (laughs) Tony at Patio Slave, his five words to describe our podcast is our brothers from another mother. Love that one. (laughs) <laughs> Project Slave is the best. That's how I feel about it. each other too. Yeah, That's right. And then Anthony from the Patio Slave podcast says, "Music pod for music people." That's a slogan right there. We could use that. That's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like That's it. Not bad at all. I mean, it yeah. kind of works as it works at least as well for them as it does for us. But you know, if they're putting it out there, it's in the public domain now, so it's mine. <laughs> it's mine now. It's mine now. <laughs> so, 
but seriously though thank you to every person that responded to these that was that was pretty awesome and it we love sharing the experience of having two years of podcasting and 100 episodes and you know being able to share music with all of you so did you did did you guys come up with five words to describe our podcast oh yeah yeah mine would be good times with good friends oh that's really good see i'm gonna go with something stupid that's unrelated go for it (laughs) go for it and i'll close it all right five bucks on venmo to the first person who can tell me where this came from but five words to describe our podcast is something's creepy under boat andy (laughs) (laughs) i told kc before the show that i was gonna do that and it was just gonna confuse dan and Dan right now is just utterly confused. <laughs> okay, acronym for scuba, I guess. But, uh, it is an acronym for scuba. The wrong acronym for scuba. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I spent all of my good five words whenever You're I was really up a few minutes ago. I had to think of something. Yeah. And Dan also just dropped a really good one. Like, how do you top that one? Um, <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just going to second yeah. what you said. Yes. What? Well, I- I'll finish it off here. The, my five words to describe our podcast is best friend shenanigans talking music. Nice. Oh, shenanigans. I, I like it. You threw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, fellas. <laughs> um, I also would like to say I fucking love doing this. So there's five words. For there you, you go. Oh, and, and now you made a liar out of me when I said that Pat was the only person that was going to have an F-bomb in his. Uh, oh, so. yeah. You know I had to throw one in. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, Dan was like, hey, once, that shouldn't once, be alone. I can't, I can't yeah, he, so I can't be, I can't have somebody else dropping enough by my own podcast without me doing it, too. <laughs> That's just fucking insane. <laughs> Which right there was five more words to describe our podcast that you just said. <laughs> we can do a whole episode just on this. <laughs> this is a great bit. I didn't know that was going to be so good. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's funny that like we just started ripping on ourselves with (laughs) no prompt, like just (laughs) these guys suck ass. (laughs) It's only four words, but you didn't need a fifth one. Said everything you needed to say. Guys definitely suck ass. (laughs) Definitely, (laughs) definitely suck ass. Oh man. Um. See, this is great time. This is why we do this. No, we, we, we hope that you enjoy listening to our shenanigans as much as we love putting out there for the world. Yes. Hey, I just came up with the five words just right now. Okay, here you go. <laughs> what we got here? Grown men giggling about rock. Yeah. There you go. That's there, accurate. That's what my roommate tells me every time I come out of a recording. He's like, I've never thought I would hear three grown men giggling so much about hard <laughs> rock music <laughs> and I'm like well we have a fun time he's we don't not take wrong. it that seriously yeah he's not wrong <laughs> it's a good time <laughs> yes so thank you very much for your support over these two years and 100 episodes we've got more planned and uh we can't reveal it because it's not planned that well <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but it's coming and it's gonna be it's... good the summer's full of shows we've got a lot of uh fishing lines out there for some interviews and a lot of awesome albums coming out, too, to discuss. Yes. The way I figure it is we've got 100 episodes under our belts. I'm sure we can figure out 100 more, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Casey says with a, a little amount of doubt. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet we could do that. No, probably. Next I don't know. Three years, maybe this time. But <laughs> as long as 50 of those are interviews. And I'm good. That's right. <laughs> We're going to have clip episode season where it's just a whole bunch of leftover <laughs> clips and crap. <laughs> Three months of nonsense. We, be, we become a rock music podcast that all of a sudden we just start rolling out um, five words to describe things or acronyms or <laughs> maybe we'll start tagging that on to like album reviews. That sounds like it could be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since we apparently are really good with five words. Yeah. That or then we'll just switch, revert into ripping the album. <laughs> that's a, that's a itch plot twist. Yes. Try not to do that, but it happens once in a while. Anyway, though, 
Yeah. Yes. Thank you to everyone who has listened to us, interacted, uh, you know, become our friend on on the internets. The few people that have bought merchandise, we really appreciate you. <laughs> it yes. has happened. It has not happened a yes. lot yet, but it has happened. We definitely appreciate it. Any support that anybody has provided. Absolutely. We're going to be rolling out some some new uh, merchandise. I've been wanting to get stickers out there for ages. And so we're going to put those on the market so you can flood all your local music venues and record stores with them and take pictures. And we'll just love you for that. <laughs> so, yeah, still more things to come. We're having a great time and we really appreciate you guys being part of it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time. Enjoy radio. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. And thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My Go name ahead. is Dan. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead and do that again. <laughs> Actually, I liked where he was going with that. Oh. I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> I did. No, it's, it's, it's episode one hundred. Dan has to screw up the outro. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not an option. That's, that's what I'm trying to do here, right? He's trying to screw it up. <laughs> so we're like, thanks for listening. This has been awesome. We appreciate all the stuff you've been listening to. <laughs> the itch. The itch podcast podcast you've been listening to rock matters <laughs> like who, what the fuck am i doing right now am I, am I the radio station am I the enjoy radio where the fuck am i like you know what dan? you know what dan i i fully sign off if you want to sign off on this episode with enjoy radio just for the heck of it <laughs> I'm all for it. Go do it if you want. <laughs> Fucking do it. It's <laughs> just going to do it. All right. But semi-seriously. <laughs> all right. <laughs>